Yo, did you study for that test? What test? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to College Procrastination. This is Deem, and Ashburn uh, unfortunately caught the Rona and has to join us via phone call during his quarantine. First of all, I want to say thank you all for showing the love and support with the first two episodes. Really appreciate it. And today we hopefully have a very special episode. We have a super trooper with us named Paul. But I'm going to let Ashburn talk a little bit about his quarantine and what he's experiencing. Hey, guys. uh, So quarantine kind of sucks. I don't really know what to say about it other than it's not fun. Like, I'm, I'm extremely bored. There's nothing to do at our apartment. I've just been playing Xbox, cleaning, and doing homework. And that's about it. And, uh, like, today is Friday night, and all, I, all I'm thinking about is, like, man, I kind of wish I was, I was partying right now. <laughs> so it's pretty boring, but I'm going to survive this. Are you feeling better at least? Yeah, I'm actually feeling a lot better. I've probably had the Rona for, what's it been, about seven days now or so. Well, more like five days, five or six days. But um, the doctor said that like around the seventh day is when it's supposed to get its worst. But I'm actually feeling a lot better. So I might pass it early. We'll see. But, but the show must go on. So here I am over the phone. Uh, at a separate location than uh, Dean and our guest. So uh, hopefully this this episode is, is just as good as, as the other two. So, so uh, hopefully you all find this on. episode a little uh, informative as long as entertaining. Paul is a local super trooper that we've met along our journeys throughout college and visiting different campuses and stuff. And he provides us with some great insight about how to stay safe and party hard without getting in trouble with the law. So, Paul, without further ado, if you want to introduce yourself to everybody. What's good, guys? My name is Paul. I am a law enforcement officer within uh, 100 square miles of somewhere in the southeast uh, United States. Some folks say I have a southern draw, but I don't believe them. But, uh, yeah, these, uh, these two guys, man, they are upstanding citizens. Never... Uh, wavered in the, their pursuit of having fun at a good time and you know they may have encroached on you know <laughs> breaking a few laws but i'm sure those are past the statutes of limitations that's level. right we're not going to talk about that, <laughs> yeah. like that so you know it's all good yeah. but uh as for you uh, ashburn uh you know why you got sick right uh yeah i think i got sick from going to the bars honestly <laughs> <laughs> well you know you know, if you, you do realize that alcohol kills Corona, so, you know, obviously you weren't yeah. maintaining the high high enough BAC to, you know, protect yourself, so. Yeah, for real. Unfortunately for you, it sucks, but for me, I'm definitely going to make sure I take my medication right now. <laughs> my buddy who uh, is calling me, he goes, yeah, you got Corona because you're going to the bars and making out with all these random chicks. And I said, no, no, I don't think that's why I got it, but... I mean, you never know. Uh, so it was dudes? <laughs> no, it's <was> not dudes. <laughs> they identified as women. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so this episode, y'all, uh, basically we've been asking people for uh, some questions about what they'd have uh, for officers as far as, like, their interactions with college. 
got some good questions. So we're basically going to ask Paul these questions and, and uh, give you guys answers firsthand from a, a law enforcement uh, officer. Yeah. Again, we appreciate all y'all that send us some DMs with questions or sent us messages that have with your questions. So we appreciate that feedback and everything. So without further ado, we'll jump on into it if you're ready, Paul. Yeah. One question, though. What's that? Do you have any sexual questions in there? Um, it depends on how you interpret some of them. Ah. Some of them might relate to certain natures of that. Nice. <laughs> so I'll start with the first question, Ashburn. Um. What are the most common police reports regarding college students, such as roommate stuff, fights, assaults, etc., things like that? What's the most common? Well, I mean, you guys hit the nails on the head on that one. Um, definitely, I'd say number one in the area that I work, the number one uh, reports that we take on a daily basis, especially for me, they're theft reports. Uh, whether it be theft from a vehicle, auto burglaries, uh, theft from inside uh, apartments. Um, also, <clears throat> at night, this is different. It, it switches over to more of active violent crime. So uh, at nighttime, you'll have a lot more uh, assaults. You'll have a lot more uh, robberies. You'll have a lot more physical uh, violence towards, uh, towards people. So, And then that also will slide into uh, the sexual assaults as, as well. Okay, uh, so next question here we have is, uh, what is the main reason you contact a person downtown? Oh, and then so. it says, like, uh, does it look like underage drinking, fighting, uh, causing a scene, open container? Like, what, what would make you contact someone downtown? All right, for me, yeah, you, you have to, yeah, well, for me, uh, I've gotten to the point, I've been doing this for, uh, a significant amount of time, almost. Whew, now I think about it, man. It's almost nine, eight, eight, nine years now. Hey. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said it's so hot. Minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, the thing that I look for downtown are what what uh, is described as consciousness of guilt. Right. If you display a certain behavior or a certain series of behaviors that is known to me due to my training experience of criminal activity or uh, surreptitious activity, I will definitely pay more attention to you. And then once I have a violation, I will contact you to see what's, what's going on. Uh, generally speaking, what I'm looking for downtown, I'm looking to prevent violent crime. I'm looking to, to prevent robberies. I'm looking to prevent rapes. I'm looking to prevent uh, fights. That, that's my main concern. As far as uh, underage drinking, underage possession, uh, consumption, that's, that's kind of secondary. I, I will... Uh, take enforcement action on that if it's if it's really necessary but yeah i mean when you in the area that i work if you decide to contact everybody that is under the influence or appears to be under influence or you think is underage drinking you'll be so busy you're going to miss the big stuff and that's that's the thing i'm i'm here to keep oh and also duis uh that that's those are the big those are the big things for me uh, to prevent crimes that will hurt other people. That's my main concern. And generally speaking, that's most officers' main concern. With a caveat of sometimes <laughs> young guys get... Oh, what are you about to say, Ashburn? Uh, I was going to say, I've got a follow-up question after you're done. Okay. Except for okay. Uh, some of the young guys that's, that's within their first three to five years, 
they will uh, hunt anything they can find. So, like anything underage, like just any grabbing? It, like littering. Uh, so, like, if you know, someone's underage drinking a beer and sees a cop and throws it on the ground. Was, oh, that was, see, see, that goes back to the consciousness of guilt that mm-hmm. I was telling you about, the series of behaviors that, you know, hey, obviously, you know, that is abnormal behavior mm-hmm. to do that. And Whereas so, if they just threw it in the trash can. You'd have been fine. Perfectly fine. And so, uh, yeah, so, you know, typically your older officers, they're not going to be looking to jam you up as far as, with uh, minor possession or consumption and stuff like that. But the younger guys, definitely. But I've also worked details, depending on the officer or the, the type of stuff that they're doing, type of enforcement they're doing that night. They may have a certain task force working that is specifically supposed to target said crimes, i.e. underage consumption, possession, uh, even public consumption of alcohol, things of that nature. So, it it all it really all depends on the officer themselves. So they we all have discretion. So well, for now, I don't know what may happen <laughs> with all of this stuff going on. But you know, for now, we still have uh, officer discretion to whether to enforce or not enforce uh, upon contact of a uh, something else. So what what were you going to ask me, Ashburn? Before I go too deep into uh, okay. So what what would be at least in, in the area that you work? What would be the best way to? Not get con- to like avoid getting contacted. Like, say you're really drunk, extremely drunk, but like you're with a group of friends. What's the best way to avoid getting contacted if you're like All right. extremely drunk or something like All that? Right. Number one, don't get extremely drunk while you're out. Number one, <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest rule. Uh, because the state I work in, uh, public intoxication, it, it basically states that if you are a person that appears in public and is intoxicated, or under the influence of narcotics to the point where you are causing a, a boisterous annoyance to the public, uh, you're a danger to yourself or you're a danger to others. That is public intoxication or IEPI. So try your best not to get, you know, throwed while you're, you're still, <laughs> while you're still. Not to get still, blackout. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get blackout while, while you're, while you're still walking around uh, in public. If you're going to, if you're going to do that, I do not, well, just a little caveat there. I do not recommend you get blackout at any point because you could die. <laughs> but <laughs> if you do want to get uh, very intoxicated, don't do it outside in public because, I mean, you might be with your friends, but I've seen it more times than not that, you know, your friends get separated one one guy ends up picking up a girl. The other two guys end up, hey, we're going to get something to eat. And then, you know, the drunkest one ends up kind of, you know, hey, I'm going to the restroom, pass out in the restroom. Their friends don't have no idea where they are. The owner calls us. We come in there, and you're, you know, passed out in your feces and vomiting. You know, hey, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but you got to go. <laughs> you know, that's uh, – you know, especially with body cameras now, and when it hits you, and we see that, and you know, we have to roll now just due to, to, to circumstances of how you know the world is today. We have to have those cameras on, at least at my agency. And uh, if, if if we see that, I mean, our discretion is gone at that point. We obviously you're a danger to yourself because you're unconscious on the toilet. You know, 
covenant vomit and you have no idea where you are. Morally, I can't just let you walk away from that. You'll, you're either going to have to go to the hospital or to jail. But that determination will be made after the ambulance comes. So what? Uh, go ahead, Ashburn. So one more follow-up question. Is it better to go to the hospital or better to, to go to jail? I'll say this. <laughs> either place is better than being dead. That's our general that's our general rule. That's how I operate. I could care less whether you go to the hospital with me. I just want to make sure that you're safe. That's my main concern. And that, honestly, that's my only concern is uh, the person's safety and the safety of others. That's, that's what I got into law enforcement to do uh, before this. I was in another type of public safety profession. Uh, we can maybe talk about that another time. But I've honestly dedicated my whole life to the public safety and its, and its well-being. So that's my main and almost sole concern to be completely honest with you so yeah uh ashman do you have any more follow-ups or you want me to segue into the next question yeah yeah. go go ahead with the next one all right so the next one is what exactly is title nine slash clary act and how would you explain it to college students okay so (laughs) if you work in near or even close to a college town um, and if you do any type of overtime uh, working with them during their football season or basketball season, soccer, uh, <laughs> lacrosse, water polo, you're going to have to take a class on that. And you know what? You came to the right one. <laughs> so basically, long story short, um, Clary, this is a 2003 uh, act that was passed. Um, And basically, it's a Campus Safety Security Reporting Act. Basically states that the, the, basically what the students' rights are when it comes to campus reporting crimes. Uh, It basically mandates that that campus reports crimes federally, which you can look up, y'all, any of y'all's campuses, uh, Clary ratings and uh, statistics, either online uh, at the main police building or security office. And honestly, you can walk into your security office and they're mandated to have a log, a physical log there where you can either flip through or have a touchpad to see the daily crime logs. And that logs not only crimes, but uh, fires and also sometimes even medical stuff. And so uh, generally speaking, with the Clary Act, it basically says you have, as a student, as a parent, uh, the right to know what crimes have occurred on, in, and around the, the campus that uh, your child attends, right? So that also means that uh, if you're, you're – Ashburn, you're in, a, you're in a fraternity, right? Yeah. So basically anytime y'all host an off-campus event, whether it be Opelika for a social downtown or something, something happened while at you all's uh, – Y'all. We'll say we're at the brewery. Oh, okay. Oh, the red clay? Yeah, so if something happened at uh, at, at your license event that was sanctioned by the university, because y'all have to get approval, right, to host those events, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if something happened, whether whatever crime, basically it's going to count on to Clary and basically somebody that's uh, looking to go to the school and assess whether, hey, should you know how safe is this school? They can look at that, and then that'll come up, and it'll, it'll show what happened. That's basically what Cleary is. And uh, when you start talking about Title IX stuff, I mean, you know, I, 
I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys this, man. You know, social media is a great thing when, as far as getting to know people and meeting people and stuff like that. Uh, but please, please be aware that if you're getting into any type of relationship, you better be very, very sure that everything y'all do is consensual. I mean, I hate to say it. It sounds almost robotic, almost like a, like you have to treat it like a business, but you have to make sure you have positive verification before you do anything sexual because Title IX, it, it, it's very clear. I mean, Trump may have uh, attempted to kind of lax some of the, not necessarily lax, but make it a little bit more fair uh, with a little bit more due process as far as 14th Amendment goes. But basically, if you are accused of a sexual crime on campus, or it doesn't even necessarily have to be on campus. If you're a student and they're a student, Mm -hmm. even if you're off campus somewhere else, it still applies. It still applies. So if they come in and say to the uh, Title IX coordinator, hey, he raped me or he... It doesn't have to even be rape. It could could be he groped me, all right? That Title IX coordinator is obligated by law. They are liable, and they have to report that, and they have to document it. Now, the victim could say, hey, I only want it to be handled by the university. Then the university, they'll handle it. And as a a law enforcement officer, I won't know anything about it because there's been plenty of times where something has gone down, and we had no idea that it, 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 it occurred. So, but the university has to document that and they have to go through their steps to ensure the safety of said student and other students on campus. So basically what that means is without uh, you having any recourse or ability to say hey, uh, your part, you will basically be called in to student conduct. They will read you the charge. They won't even tell you the name of the accuser. That's that's how this works right now, as of yet. And they can kick you off campus. If you live on campus, they can have you removed from housing. They will have you suspended from any extracurricular activities tied to campus until either that person drops the complaint or they leave and you, you all have to realize, I want you to realize this, that that goes on to your, your student record. So any school that you apply to, whether you, yeah, whether you know it or not, they're going to see that. And you know what? It may, be, it may be completely bogus, but if you don't have evidence to substantiate what you're saying, then that, that's going to be it. That's going to be a mark. That's going to be a negative mark on you for the rest of your collegiate career. And possibly if you wanted to go into academia as a professor or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you're done. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I mean, but that's that's just that's just a fact of the matter uh, as of as of yet. Now, there is some legislation trying to be pushed through by Trump to basically make it a little bit more fair where you can. It's more like a trial instead of a uh, <clears throat> instead of an indictment. So. It, it, so you can actually present your side. You can have your counsel with you, and basically you can confront your accuser and, and argue it out amongst. Uh, so it's know. more of like a legal setting. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I mean, right now, uh, basically, they said you did it. You did it, and 
That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's pretty harsh. Yeah, but you know, uh, that's that's what you know. When the Clear Act was passed, it was meant to protect the students and hold the universities accountable. All right, let's move on to the next question here. What do you think are the biggest mistakes college students make? Ooh, you gotta give me a category, man. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, just I from mean, your interactions with. Oh, them. you mean like legally, yeah, not the law? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> not thinking, man. Not having forethought to think about the actions that they were about to do. I mean, you, you know, once you go to college, you're an adult. You're not a juvenile anymore. So that means you go to jail. And if, if it's serious, you go to prison. Uh, so think about what you're about to do. Uh, because you're, the rest of your life will be determined by what you do in, in the next four to five years. You know, I mean, I, I, they've said, they said, you know, my parents said that to me when I was uh, younger. You know, I didn't really eh, grasp it, but it's, it is absolutely true. I've seen many many students throw away their whole lives over just one mistake and sometimes it was honest and sometimes it wasn't but you have to think before you act and when I say that my main thing DUIs man they are completely I mean completely avoidable I mean I you know I don't want to go too graphic but you know y'all both know what I, I had to deal with couple months back so it's uh that that's something that you know was completely preventable and there's there's no need for it i mean y'all have i think i was looking y'all up the other day uh y'all have what y'all have uh uber here now you have uh lyft, lyft. Auburn, and we Auburn have, has like a thing with lyft too that that like Lyft will pay, or Auburn will pay for your Lyft ride from downtown. Yeah, nice. From, Thursday, from Thursday to Saturday. Nice. You can get a free ride home. Nice. So, and see, do, do, and, and, and is that something that you tell your, your people as you're uh, introducing them to? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of the things we have to, like, that's one of the points we hit. It's like, when you, when you want to go down, or when you are downtown, Thursday through Saturday from 10, a, uh, 10 p.m. to 3 p.m., get a free ride home from Lyft Man. just by uh, just by signing up with your like Auburn email so and see that that's that's amazing that is impressive and that's great and I've noticed it, that y'all have y'all's buses, right? Y'all have your child's tiger Yeah, yeah, buses. we have a Tiger Transit. Ta- tiger Transit. Yeah, they yeah. they run on the uh Ashburn, what is it? Is it the Fridays and Saturday nights that aren't home yeah. football games or something like that? Yeah, I think they they do Friday. I think they might even do Thursday. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well. Wow. Yeah, I think they might. But yeah, yeah. definitely Friday and Saturday. That's, That's not a home football game. So y'all have the shuttle, yeah, the transits, and then y'all also have the the security guys, the shuttles. Security yeah, they, shuttles. they have. Well, they're called security shuttles, but a lot of people call them the drunk bus, and I hate when you call them the drunk bus. <laughs> they got like two different types. The they got the. I don't know about now. I know back when I lived on campus. They had the Don't white ones. Yeah. Yeah. They. They. Like, used- right, bye. <laughs> was, was that? Wait, wait. Did you learn that by uh, experience, Ashburn? <laughs> no, nah, not me. But I saw something do that shit. What's <laughs> She's like, ah, where's the drunk bus headed or something? 
And they were like, oh, yeah, uh, we're full. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> one letter on. I bet, they, I bet they called the cops and she got arrested for B.I. Some Becky. I hopped on and looked at the bus driver and said, fuck that bitch. <laughs> 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 going to jail now? <laughs> Dang. Oh, shit. Uh, what were you about to say, Dean? No, because they, ha- they have the ones that run downtown, but then the ones that go anywhere on campus, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, you just call them, and they come pick you up. Yeah, man. And, and, and you know, out of all that, if all that fails, you know, you still have a cell phone with your closest friends in there, and you still and you've got social media that you can use to contact some of your friends or somebody that can take you home, you know, get you back home safe if you drove down there. Don't, please, guys, do, do not get drunk and drive. It's not worth it at, at, at all. At all. So what if you, you have to pay a cab? Oh, cabs. You still got, you, yeah. y'all, y'all still got cabs. I saw yeah. one earlier. It's called the Tiger Taxi. Yeah, Tiger, you, got, you still got your Tiger Taxi. Ashwin, what's their slogan? It's, uh, if, if you got, I think it's like all four on the floor, call all four. <laughs> yeah, it's like one on all fours, dial all fours or something. Oh, wow. So yeah. you can't that, right? <laughs> that phone you know? number is literally the easiest thing. It's like 444 444 There you go. And then obviously the Auburn area code, which is 334. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and so, I, you know, guys, it's, you know, you got so many options. There's no excuse. And I'm not going to lie to you. If I come across you, you've been intoxicated, you've been drinking, and you're behind a wheel, we're going to do some FSTs, which are field sobriety tests. And depending on that and your driving behavior and my contact and observations of you, you know, we're going to ride from there. And I'll tell you this, I don't play when it comes to to alcohol-related offenses while you're behind a wheel. At all. So... And nor should any officer, in my personal opinion, because there's been too many people lost, too many families destroyed. So don't don't do it, man. And plus, it's like a ten thousand dollar fine. You know what I'm saying? On top of your lawyer costs, on top of your court costs, it, it, it's just it's 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 not worth it financially, emotionally, for your for your mental health, for your family. Or for you, or for anybody that you or may. Or for your bank account. There you go, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's, I don't mean to go down on a tangent, but that's, <laughs> you know, I just, that, that, that really hits close to home for yeah. me, so, but yeah. All right, so we'll go on to the next question. When does an officer have to read me my Miranda rights? This one, this one I hear from, like, Everybody. Everyone, everyone whenever they get contacted, they're like, Oh, he didn't even read me my Miranda rights. So yeah, I have friends that are like, yo, like, that officer arrested me, but he didn't even read me my Miranda rights. And they're, they're out here watching TV like, yeah, they got to read the Miranda rights to arrest me first. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> and you know what, Dean? You're absolutely correct. Um, okay, yeah. Easy. Basically, whenever you feel as though you are detained, right? And they are asking not investigatory questions, but what they call criminating questions. Once they start asking the criminating questions, then and you feel as though you are detained, that's when the Miranda uh, rights will have to be read in order to 
for your statements to be used against you in court. Let's say on the traffic stop. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to do a little quiz, Ashburn. Okay. You feeling good? <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. Let's say you're, you know, bebopping downtown and bike cops, man, pull you over, right? They come up to your car and they say, hand me your license registration. Where are you coming from tonight? And have you had anything to drink? Let me ask you. Does Miranda apply for when you answer? I had five margaritas. Um. So I, I think in that situation, now I, I could be mistaken, but I'm thinking in that situation, you cannot answer. Like, so that's isn't that just like a conversation? Like, isn't it like consensual conversation? Conversation with you. All right. So, all right. And in, in, in that case, right. They can ask you that, and if you answer, that can be used against you, but they don't have to read you, Miranda, because they ask you... You're volunteering it, right? Yeah, so not only are you volunteering it, but the way they phrase the question, they said, did you have anything to drink? Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean alcohol, right? That could be, fuck, I I drank water earlier. Or soda or Or soda, pop, you know. I might have, I might have hit an eight ball or I don't know, <laughs> but you know, if if you volunteer and say I drink alcohol, that can be used against you. But if they come into come to you and say, "Hmm, I smell alcohol on your breath. How much alcohol did you have?" Right? Then, how do you feel once you're stopped by the police and they ask you that question, Mister? Definitely detained if they have your ID. There like you you go. can't leave without your ID, right? Yeah. So, or at least that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean if, if you want to pull off and leave, I mean, you, you can chance it. I mean, you can chance it. I mean, you know, uh, up in the <laughs> yeah, city. But they're probably going to sign a warrant for your ass later. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 but you know, hey, whatever. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's later on. It's like it never even happened. But anyway, um, basically, uh, at that point, once they ask you a criminating, uh, uh, basically a criminating question or statement, or basically, basically once it's moved past a mere investigatory stop, and it more goes into uh, criminal questions as far as uh, incriminating questions as far as how much alcohol you drink, and especially once you feel as though you're detained, then yes, Miranda applies. Uh, same thing, Miranda will apply if they physically detain you, like they put you in cuffs and then start asking you questions. Then I want to say questions, I mean incriminate questions. Now, don't don't get it twisted. You still have to give your name, date of birth, social, home address, stuff like that. I mean, period, at, at any point, you know, just like the military Geneva Convention, name, rank, serial number. You have to give yeah. identifying information like that. That is... Where I work, you have to give that. If you refuse, then you're stuck in governmental operations. That's a charge on its own. And what people don't know about that, if you refuse to give me your information, guess what? You're getting arrested, and once you go to the jail, you still refuse to give the information. You don't leave? You don't leave. <laughs> you you sit and hold it. And holding, is, it, it sucks. Okay, so did you listen to our last episode, episode two? Yeah. <laughs> of course, man. <laughs> of so, course I did. <laughs> did you hear the story of Inflatable Man and Frog Boy? 
<laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and I'm sure to uh, Dean's detriment that uh, – what, what time do they call you? It was probably one in the morning back home. Back home. God. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so someone said, if you were to come across inflatable man and frog boy while driving down Cars Street at 1 a.m., what would you do? <laughs> All right. During that situation. At, at one, at one. Yeah, well, as, as a super trooper, what would you do? At well, hold, I, I have to, I have to ask this. <laughs> what time does my shift end? <laughs> <laughs> you, you think I'm joking? Okay. This is a very, this is a very important question. Because I'm not gonna lie, guys. Depending on when a certain uh, law enforcement officer shift ends, will determine how a lot of stuff goes. <laughs> that's you know not serious. You know what I mean? As far as life yeah. and life and death situations, but um, but if it's not life and death, that I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that time clock, they really, yeah. you know, if I'm on, am I on, am I on overtime or am I not? Yeah. Or is it about to be your weekend? Or? Like, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> am I like did I do, like did I you know just get a call from one of my ladies I've been trying to talk to her for a while and she's bad and she's about to give it up and she's like, hey, hey I know you get off at three o'clock, you know, like. Hey, so you're gonna look at that ready. and laugh and keep it, it, all, it all depends on the situation. <laughs> you got to give me the situation first. Like, what is it like regular overtime or is it? Is it? Let's uh, just go with regular, regular shift. shift. Regular okay. shift. So my shifts, what I work is five to five. If I see them at one o'clock and they they're doing the exact thing they were doing before, Ashburn. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you good? Hey, your yeah, your antibiotics started kicking in or something? I shotgun in a beer really quick. Ah. <laughs> hey, doesn't your medicine say not to drink with it? No, it does not say that. I actually read the bottle. <laughs> That's only the co- the cough syrup says that, and I, oh. I didn't take the cough syrup because I'm not I'm not coughing. Today. Wait, <laughs> hey, hold on. Okay, what were you saying? So- <laughs> All right, so if I come across, so if you were come across inflatable man and frog boy. What would you do? What would Super oh. Trooper do here? Oh, at, uh, at 5 o'clock. No, correction. At 1 o'clock, and I get off at 5. And are they already in the car, in the truck, throwing up on the sides, or was this before that? No, we'll say... Uh, we'll say it's on the... They're, they're on outside the side, that bar. Sidewalk. Outside Ooh. the bar. One's throwing up, and the other one's waving his hands like... Ooh. In that <laughs> case, I would definitely contact them. i definitely identify them. And then I would determine whether they're dangerous to themselves or others or due to their boisterous behavior that causes an annoyance to others. So what happens if Ashburn and Matt are coming down the sidewalk being like, hey, hey, those are our buddies. We're about to take them home. All right. Yeah. Then I would have to determine. This is just me. You don't have to do this. This is just me. But I personally would determine if they truly knew these people mm-hmm. because, you know, hey. Do people lie like that a lot yes, just to all, save somebody? All the time. All the time. And... Same-sex rape does happen, guys. So, you know, you, you just think, hey, this guy's just being nice, help me out. So, personally, I verify. And depending on how they are, if they, this is just me, if they generally know where they are, who they are, and where they live, I typically, just, you know, hey, I let them be. Uh, especially if they're not causing any problems to anybody else, and especially if I don't believe they're going to die, basically. Because of alcohol poison. I'll usually let them go. But if any one of those things or elements aren't there, then they would be arrested. But 
semen from that that episode, I still feel I, I feel as though they knew where they were at that point, who they were, and maybe I feel as though they still knew where they were going. So I, I would, uh, yeah, they I, at I, least knew enough to call us. Yeah, I, I would cut them a break. I would definitely because yeah. I mean, college man. Here's the thing: college, you're supposed to do some borderline just stupid shit yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and so it's part of growing up man it's, it's part of growing up everybody's done it you know even even the cop that's about to arrest you they've even done it so you know it's it's just part of life and, and like i said my biggest thing is safety if as long as you're not hurting yourself as long as you're not hurting anybody else especially as long as you're not hurting anybody else I, hey i'm pretty lenient when it comes to that but if you if 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 I feel as though you're gonna hurt somebody, you're going definitely no question. And if I feel like you might hurt yourself, yeah, you're going no question. But if you're not hurting anybody, you're not gonna hurt yourself. Hey, you're man. good, love me. Hey man, <laughs> give him you know? a, a blessing and Ma- send him on the way. That's it. That's yeah. it. All right. So the next question from one of our viewers is. What do you do if uh, you get pulled over for a DUI? Blow or nah? Yeah, man, you blow every time. <laughs> yeah, no, no question, no doubt. Yeah, give that, give that, give that breath sample. Huh? Are you just saying that because that—that's what you want them to do? Or nah, what's, nah, what's, what's like? It's the best thing, man. This is why I tell people, right? I tell them this right there, right there when I'm talking to them. I'm like, hey, man, how intoxicated do you feel? And I'm like. Psh- I'm fucking good, bro. I'm like, cool. Well, you know what? From what I observed, I have to take you. I'm sorry. I have to. Mm-hmm. But uh, since you feel that way, go ahead and blow. Prove me wrong. Right? Fair? Isn't that fair, right? And if you feel as though, yeah, if you feel as though, um, because this is where a lot of people don't realize, right? I don't make arrests based off of what a machine says. Ever. The reason I make an arrest, especially when it comes to DUI, is from driving behavior, which is phase one. Phase two, initial contact with the driver. Phase three, field sobriety test. At no point am I going to pull out a machine before I arrest you, let you blow into it, and then read it, and then determine whether I'm going to arrest you or not. Absolutely not. My arrests are completely based off of those three phases. After that, it's just whatever. So basically what you're saying is is if you determine you're going to make the arrest, you're going to make the arrest either way. After. But if they, if they blow and they, they're below the legal limit, then all they're doing is building a defense case for themselves. Exactly. Do some states, say you don't blow, do some states I heard it's automatic revocation of your license or something like that? Yes, yes. There's uh, that, that is basically called implied consent. So guys that's listening – uh, if you have driver's licenses, which you should, that's your signature that you sign on that little pin pad that you didn't really give a fuck about. <laughs> you didn't read the terms and conditions? <laughs> you did not read the terms and conditions. It says driving on the public's roadway, not your roadway, the public's roadway is a privilege, not a right. What that means is that when you are asked to submit to a chemical test to determine level of alcohol or, or any type, even even non-alcoholic substance in your blood, it's called implied consent. You have, when you signed that, you consented 
to give blood or breath for a chemical test to determine what is in there. When you refuse, you are violating that signature that you signed. You are basically going back on your word that you gave the state that you would drive on the roadway and give your blood when asked. And so when that happens, yes, your license will be suspended for however many days that that state says it will be suspended. So I'm going to have like a MythBuster thing. I heard this this from people saying that if you deny to do FSTs, you deny to do a breathalyzer, deny everything mm-hmm. and just get arrested and process out, that you have a better chance of being beating a DUI. Is that true? How does that work? I can't talk for everybody, but I can talk for what I've, I've experienced. That That's happened to me uh, three times. They all refuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, every. I mean, every. they still got arrested based off of driving behavior and initial contact. But guess what? My job isn't to punish you. My job is get you to off the road. enforce the law. That's right. And protect others and get you off the road. What the court does is completely up to the court. All right, we're going to move on. Ashburn, you want to ask the last okay. question? Yeah, here's the last one. And so fake IDs. Yes. So uh, getting caught with one, what's the best way to approach the situation? All right. Like, what, do you, what do you do? So honestly, uh, with me, all right, for one, guys, forging a state document is a felony, number one. You don't want that on your record, especially if you're going into any type of business marketing, uh, teaching, Basically, anything that people would <laughs> trust you to pay you a lot government, of money. Government, military. Government, military. I mean, you don't want that on your record. Number one, don't do it. I mean, <laughs> don't digress. Don't drink underage. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Don't drink underage. But if the officer has caught you with it, man, just be straight up. Be honest. Be completely honest. Because... In the long run, that's going to give you way more benefit than not. Typically, if I come across that, remember what I said, guys. What I look for is crime against other people, public safety. Just because you have a piece of plastic that says you're a little bit older than you are, is that against, I mean, is that really hurting people? No. No. Two, is that, you know, get you in trouble? Yeah. It's against the law. But I'm not looking for you. I'm looking for the predators out there. I'm looking for the, the, the rapists, man. I'm looking for the robbery suspects that when you're stumbling from the bar, you go behind the local McDonald's to, you know, take a piss. They stab you and take your money. Those are the guys I'm looking for. So just don't insult the officer's intelligence. That Trust me, they've, they've been doing that long enough. <laughs> and honestly, some of them probably did the same thing when they were y'all's age. And so they know what's up. Don't just please, please don't lie to them. Because once you lie, it's, it's then it's like you're, you're spitting in my face. You're, yeah. insulting, you're, you're literally insulting my intelligence. You, obviously, you're thinking I'm dumb. I'm, I'm special ed. And, you know, you're, you're a professor of, you know, astrophysics. <laughs> yeah. And, and, by lie, and by lie, you mean, like, don't try and say that that's your real ID? Yeah. Especially if they have, like, a, a wristband or stamp saying that they're over 21 at the local bar. Yeah. And they try to tell you. there and try and argue about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Well. And because for two reasons, right? For one, you might have the best freaking ID ever. <laughs> but, but you know what the officer has? Y- y'all ever see those, those like, like, 
block-shaped things that's kind of like hovers like either on the, on their chest or like right above their like left or right shoulder. You know what I mean? That that has like a like a little spirally thing that goes to their belt into a block. You talking about like a radio? Yeah, that, that thing. Yeah, yeah. That that's just good. Good old you know? like Motorola or yeah, Harris. That Motorola, right? The old saying still reigns rain, true. You might outrun one officer, two, three, but you'll never outrun Motorola. That's right. <laughs> All they have to do is call it in. <laughs> and once they do that, obviously they know it's a fake, so you're done. <laughs> you're done. So don't, 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 just don't. So don't. moral of the story, just give it up. Just give it up. And then, you, know, then you'll be on your way. You'll be, yes. Nine times, yeah, exactly. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, you'll be on your way. And then... You know, you'll be you know be just a memory, and most people buy multiple, so whatever. <laughs> it's probably about time to wrap up the uh, episode here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, we're gonna have you back and share some funny stories instead of answering just straight questions mainly. Yeah, I, yeah, I love to share some. Funny stories. <laughs> <There's> some <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some uh, definitely. I'm sure you got some gold on Ashburn and I that you can share on a different episode. Do y'all want that though? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I care. Ashburn, do you care? No, nah, not really. Yeah, no, nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, so. given Ashburn, you might not remember some, <laughs> some or all of the events that may be you know, brought up. But hey, fuck it. If you said it's okay, you gave consent, so let it ride. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but a different, different episode, man. All right. Sounds good to me. But, hey, uh, we, we want to thank you all for listening with us again, coming back, I'll, tuning in. Hopefully this was, like, beneficial and answered some questions you had for uh, for a police officer. Yeah, hopefully you all have a better understanding of how to deal with the uh, police next time you come across them in your college career or even early 20s and whatnot. So we just want to yeah. make sure – if you guys have any comments for us, if you guys want to have content on the show that you want to hear about or if you want to be a guest, uh, we made an Instagram. Go ahead and go follow that. It's called College Procrastination. Just DM us your questions. DM us content. DM us if you want to be a part of the show or something. Yeah, and uh, make sure you also subscribe so that way you can uh, keep up with all of our episodes. And like and share, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, share and like, <laughs> like and share. Yeah. But all right. as, as always, uh, be safe and party hard, y'all. <laughs>